live back with energy captains cam lynch here um with uh, the the awesome whitney holtzman hey whitney what's happening hey cam so happy to be back and be on the other side of surgery um first episode back so you know it feels good to get back into the routine of things and honestly during the whole process uh you were one of the people that helped heal me you were texting my mom in the hospital like right after i came out of the anesthesia to make sure i was okay and then when i got home like literally two days after you showed up with the happiest balloons I've ever seen in my life. So there's no doubt that I'm here and, you know, got better so quickly in large part thanks to you. So thanks for being an energy captain when I needed it most. Yes, and you are a captain in my life as well. My mom's birthday was the other day and you came with balloons, cookie cake. I mean, it, it was awesome. We ended up using the cookie cake actually to light the candles for her birthday. Yeah, she went upstairs, lit the candles and we sang happy birthday for her. So thank you for supplying that. So if there had been no cake, what would you have sang happy birthday with? Well, so my my mom's a vegetarian, so I've been. I was asking my grandma all week, like, "Grandma, what what should we get her? I know she loves red velvet cake. Let's let's figure something out." She's like, "Nah, like vanilla bean from Sprouts. Let's, let's keep it simple. Call it a day." But I realized I was like, you know, people want this, right? Like, people enjoy singing, you know, singing happy birthday. It for makes them, you feel out special on your big day. Yeah, it makes you feel special. So I, I made sure that um, I put put some candles in the cookie cake, and uh, thanks to you, we got that done. So yeah, no, it. my pleasure. My the funniest thing was when she said, "Oh, it has my name on it." It was like, yeah, well, it wouldn't be as special if I put someone else's name. <laughs> on it <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah now it was cool it was cool to see that and like it, it was done so fast because i told you they were here and i think they were leaving that day uh i think it was monday or no wednesday they were leaving wednesday and you're like oh man i have to i have to pop in and show love and you came with all these gifts and it was right on time well and then that day you said at 12 30 okay we're here until two o'clock and i knew i wanted to do something to brighten her day and i didn't just want to walk in the door on her birthday empty-handed so i'm like okay can i you know get to the grocery store have a customer custom cake made, get back in the car with the balloons and the cake, make it to your house on time, and we were able to pull it off. So, you know, it's good she didn't see the behind the scenes, but I was glad that we were able to make it happen because I think something so small like that goes really far to make people feel special. And your mom and grandmother are like family to me. Like both of our families have become the other person's family as well. And my family lives here, so you get to see them uh, pretty regularly. But your mom and grandma, super women, as I like to call them, uh, live in Atlanta. So, I had to catch them while they were here because I know that, you know, it doesn't happen too often. So I, I wanted to make sure I stopped by. Yeah, no, you did a great job with that. You know what's crazy is this is my first time in eight years celebrating my birthday and my mom's birthday, right? Like I have it, I have a happy birthday tour, you know, in person for about eight years now due to college football, due to the NFL. And it, it was awesome to do. And I celebrated my birthday this year too for the first time. And you know what's crazy? Last year, I remember training camp time, uh, Quan Alexander and I, his his birthday is August 3rd, mine's August 4th, and we had our birthday celebration pretty much in my apartment in Tampa, but you know, like really, I remember taking a picture like it's 11 o'clock at night coming back from practice, and my girlfriend, she has a cupcake for me, just different things, but you know, I'm in the in the dark taking a picture, I'm like, look, let's take a picture really fast, because it's my birthday, but I'm ready to go to sleep, but this time I got to celebrate it, um, and of course, because of football, where it is now, and waiting on that, but at the end of the day, those are, those are blessings in disguise, because it's the first time in eight years. Yeah, and I think that 
that's such a good point. And I think the theme of this whole offseason has been the blessings of the offseason. You know, it's you you thought and you were hopeful things would go one way and we're still waiting for them to happen and things are in motion. But while you've been waiting, there have been all these silver linings that have come your way. And, you know, we, we talk about them like maybe once a week, like something will happen. And you, and you always say like, well, if I were at training camp right now, I wouldn't get to experience this. And I know, you know, your friend's dad just passed away and you were able to drive up and go to the funeral and be there for them. And that, I'm sure, completely changed their lives in that situation. Um, and had you been in training camp, you wouldn't have been able to do that. Yes, yes. And it's it's crazy. Like, August has been a weird month. I mean, this year has been very weird. Like, close friends and their families, you know, going on and becoming angels, essentially. And um, just allowing um, myself to um, go down there, like you said, and spend that time, be there for those people, be a set of ears, um, be be present for those people when I, I wasn't able to for the past eight years. So, like you said, uh, uh, blessings in disguise, blessings in the off season. So um, it, it's it's kind of crazy. Yeah, and I was just talking to Brandon Copeland about this. But when you're going through any disappointment, you have to keep it in perspective. If you have your health and your family, you have everything you need in life, and there's always someone who's going through something that's you know in such a worse position. There was a Tampa Bay Rays minor league uh, pitcher the, for the Montgomery Biscuits this week um, scheduled to play in a game. Got a call that his wife and his baby were murdered and so was his wife's mom and it was it was done by the wife's brother but all at once he lost his entire family wife kid and mother-in-law and so it's like it you know as as deep as we get in our own disappointments it hurt when you hear stories like that it it almost makes you grateful Yes, yes. Um, you have to count your days. I, I realize that, like, you know, life is short and you have to count your days and love the people that you're with while you're with them. Be present because you really never know. And we talked about um, my dad, one of my dad's best friends that passed away. He was only like 45. You know what I mean? He passed away from a brain aneurysm. So it just goes to show, like, uh, you know, take care of yourself, take care of your family, love your family and be present uh, when you can because you just never know. Yeah, absolutely. And right before your friend's dad passed away, I had two or three friends. And every time I would talk to you, I was going to some different funeral. And, you know, it really just helps put things in perspective and makes you appreciate life. And, you know, kind of said, like, I had become a grief counselor at that point, And then it ended up being your turn. And I think, you know, uh, in addition to appreciating life and valuing, um, you know, what you do have, I think that um, the other lesson that we've both learned is that when you have kind of an opportunity or white space, things are going the way you planned, it allows you to create new paths. And, you know, recapping all you've done this off season. I mean, you hosted a morning show, you have another one coming up on NBC, you launched a company, you're now broadcasting high school football games. Like, why don't you tell people like all that you're doing now and catch them up since the last time we we chatted? Yeah, so uh, we're going to introduce a, a great guest here pretty soon. And um, we were talking about the off season, talk about business. Um, you introduced this, this guy to me and I started this company, Hardwork Media. And with yeah, (laughs) yeah. So so with Heartwork Media, right? You helped me start that, right? You've been a a business guru for me. You've been like a president when it comes a corporate mom when it comes to these things. And um, I found a corporate brother in a sense as well, right? You introduced me to him. Um, I think we're at a Tampa Bay Identity event, Identity Tampa Bay event. I had no idea I introduced you guys. 
Yeah. I thought you were friends separately. Yeah. Good job, Whitney. It was, yeah, Tampa Bay Identity (laughs) event. And um, I I met him there and I didn't didn't know what to expect. At first, I was like, who's this young brother? Looks like Chance the Rapper, you know? (laughs) (laughs) You know, great smile. You know, he's sharp. He has his things. He's everything in line. And um, whoever's a friend of Whitney has been a great friend of mine as well. And so um, during the off season, I've been building this media company and I have been relying on my corporate mom and Whitney and a young man by the name of Marcus Wingate. Marcus, what's happening, my brother? What's going on? On, bro, appreciate you guys having me. The energy captains, I love it, and yeah. I love that we kind of met separately. Cam and I know each other, you and I, and now it's all coming together. This is my dream in life that everyone I know and love and think so highly of all gets to know each other as well. Yeah, it's like it's like a nice pot of gumbo, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> at the, like a Tampa pot of gumbo. Because you know, me coming from California, I have this struggle where my family's in California, grand- grandparents are in Georgia, but I live in Tampa. There's no state tax, there's these awesome opportunities out here when it comes to the identity. Tampa Bay, where I'm, I'm having a chance to broadcast these high school football games and getting to broadcasting what I want to do, and then possibly go to USF and go to their uh, go to their program there, their NBA program. And, and I know Marcus went through that program, so uh, Marcus. I'm interested in it, and um, I know some other people could be interested in the possibility of going there. I know we're going to meet with the folks tomorrow, tomorrow morning, That's that right. run the program. So can you can you dive into that and paint that picture of what it would look like? Yeah, so the Vinick Sport and Entertainment Management Program was birthed from the Lightning and Mr. Vinick having this vision of we have these great opportunities in the Tampa Bay area. How can we partner with USF and make them greater? And then they brought Dr. Bill Sutton down, and they had his program, and six years later – it's one of the top programs, not just in the nation, but in the world. That's wow. built basically on the foundations of family and connecting people. Whitney's dream is also my dream that all the people that I know connect and come together. And with the VSEM family, we're able to do that. We're able to network with Dr. Sutton's network. And then each year, these sports business professionals go into the industry and they become your family. They become your network. They become your lifeline. Right, right. And I think one thing we've been talking about is, do you go to grad school for broadcasting or do you go kind of this program where you get a dual degree? And I think what I've been telling you, you know, I graduated with a journalism degree and what matters the most is experience. I mean, you're already have, you know, broadcast everything from, you know, daytime shows, to the Super Bowl. You are phenomenal at that. So it's just a matter of deciding which skill set is going to be most helpful for you. So, Marcus, you know, when you look back on the program, what do you feel like, you know, your greatest takeaways were of, of what you learned there and the experiences that you had? Yeah, for myself personally, it was a point in my life where I, I could have started a, a normal job out of undergrad, but grad school gave me that time to think, what else do I like to do? It gave me some time to try some things, found out some things I don't like, found out some <laughs> things I do like. I always want to play to my strengths. And then for you, it's finding out how can you complement your strengths or broadcasting. You have your hard work media company. So getting that framework of an MBA in your first year will just only add to the credentials of the outstanding resume that you already have. Yeah. And I think to that point, your business is something that you have control of and you can make happen. And so learning those skills are going to definitely come into play. I just think it's more challenging in life to just kind of sit and wait for opportunities to come your way. And obviously they will because you're so talented, but you don't know when broadcasting is going to happen or when you're going to get a call, whereas you do know you could wake up tomorrow and keep going with the business. Yes. And Marcus and I were talking earlier about that. He was like, look, like the off season, 
um, it gives you time and it, it'll give you time to do what you want to do, what you love to do. And that time is building your business. Right. And I remember you said in the car, right, you can say that you're busy, but what are you busy doing? You could be busy watching Netflix or Hulu or, you know, undis- uh, undisputed with Shannon Sharp, or you could be busy building your business, being efficient. And it's kind of crazy. I texted you the other day and like, yo, building, Whitney, building your building business is tough. Like, like I laughed so hard. I looked yeah. at you and was like, yeah, duh. Like, haven't you seen every day of my life? Yeah, 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 like it's it's a challenge, and actually, I'm having to have an opportunity to uh, do this. Uh, you know, when it comes to camera work and and, and picture work for for a company, pretty big company uh, called Zapier in Minnesota, and. When it comes to these contracts, when it comes to these certain things, I've been texting, blowing Marcus's phone up. I've been blowing your phone up. Like, hey, can you look at this? Like, what do I need next? What's my next step? And me, like, thinking about grad school, right? I'm like, okay, I can go get my my journalism degree, but I'm already doing that. Like you said, like, I've been doing We're here. Look where we are. (laughs) Yeah, like, this is journalism, right? They're going to teach us how to start a podcast, do that. We're already doing that. Um, I I started my own business, so I'm thinking that an MBA would be beneficial just to get those rudimentary, that foundation um, in there. I already have the access to be able to get to these different people. So now it's going to conversations without, without having to lean on, you know, corporate mom or corporate bro and getting those things done. And us, um, and us just stacking on instead of building a foundation by you know just leaning on what y'all what y'all's expertise are. So. Well, and I think that's life. Like you end up following what comes your way, and you know what doors open and what becomes more of a fit. You always thought, okay, you know, I wanted to go get my graduate degree in journalism, and then all of these things happen, and you're like, do I ignore where I am now, or do I continue down this path and go all in on sort of what's working? And you know, actually, as you were talking, it you know, sparked a question in my mind that as an athlete who's transitioning into the business world, do you get upset when I say to you, for instance, okay, you know, we have to pay to get a contract done or we have to pay for accounting and it's like not something you'd necessarily want to spend money on. Does that frustrate you? No, it doesn't frustrate frustrate me because it's it's funny you say that because with Marcus, right? And I met Marcus and I met Akeem. So he's a videographer uh, that we work with. Um, and Akeem, he works his tail off, you know, and when we construct these different um, contracts, like the independent contractor sheets, right? Um, Marcus is like, look, okay, you can do this, but remember, you have to pay these guys and these women for their time. Like, they are busting their tails to record and then edit, and the editing part is even even more tough. So you have to be prepared for your company that the money you make to put aside either for equipment or to pay these people for for the work that they do, right? And um, for me, I think it's just grasping the concept of the hard-earned money that I earn playing football using using my network to build the business so then I can pay for the contract work and my mom uh, my mom and grandma busted my tail the other day because they were like look like I know you're frugal but when it comes to great people and great service you have to pay for those things right like those are yeah those I are love paramount. when they come to visit I walked in the house they're like you're not paying her enough I was like can you move in here, please? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so uh, hopefully with this nice, this nice opportunity coming with Zapier, um, I we I can do those things and I can I can get money in the pockets of the people who have been help you know help build me. And same thing for you, Marcus. Um, I'm like, yo, you know what's crazy about Marcus as well? And Whitney the same. Like Marcus, like how much is it going to cost for you to advise me to do this? And he's like, yo, Cam, like um, I'm going to impart you with this knowledge, and I know it's gonna it's gonna happen for me in the lo- in the in the long end, right? Deferred gratification where we work hard now, help you build and grow and in the long run when we start landing these big deals and you're doing these awesome things then we can get the payday yeah exactly it's an investment that will pay off mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So, Marcus, can you describe the can you describe the the experience? Right. So, I met you uh, with Whitney, and then we did a, a interview uh, for for a guy named Kevin Carr uh, with Pro to CEO. So, can you just describe? That was you know, filmed in my apartment. <laughs> filmed. <laughs> Good yeah, times, yeah. Filmed in Whitney's apartment. So, can you describe your journey from then? I think you were with Identity then, and then now you're working at, at Wasserman, which is was a pretty big deal. Describe that. Describe that transition. Describe that experience. Yeah, like like I said, when I graduated undergrad, I wasn't entirely sure what I wanted to do. And so grad school gave me that opportunity just to try a lot of different things. One of the things was doing the production work with Akeem, meeting wonderful people like Whitney and yourself and putting on these awesome shows, working with athletes, telling stories. And then wanted to continue doing that because I started, I graduated undergrad with a business analytics and information systems degree. So that doesn't sound too sexy or fun, but that was also <laughs> just a framework for me just to understand how to quantify success. And you also have to be able to qualify success. I qualify my success by knowing the two of you and then the opportunities that are birthed from there. And now that I work at Washington, it's just being able to leverage those relationships and the knowledge I learned at Washington to be able to help the people that I know and love, which, again, those are the two of you. You've been building your media company, so it's been an absolute fun ride just to see how you continue to grow. And Cam, you know, something that really struck me, you know, granted, I was on a lot of pain medicine at the time when you came over, but, um, you know, one conversation we had was that um, when you were in college at Syracuse, there were times, which in all the time I've known you, I never knew this fact, but there were times that because amateur athletes aren't paid currently, that you didn't eat at Syracuse. And, you know, I think it just is coming full circle because look how far you come. You're the CEO of your own company. You've played in the NFL. You're accomplishing your broadcasting broadcasting dreams. So you have come so far since that moment. But, you know, from your perspective, you know, I'd love to hear just like a little more about what that experience was like, because I think having that take of, you know, the what you're putting your body through and on top of that, not being able to even eat when you need to, you know, is something that people don't realize is currently going on. And I think everything you've accomplished now, you've willed yourself to get there from that moment. Like you said, college athletes, we don't get paid. So uh, I know, Marcus, you play football USF as well. And, you know, a lot of us come from places where um, money isn't, on the floor we could pick up and okay let's let's buy this let's buy that so um a lot of us we struggled in college right when it come, came to eating and like there were times in the summertime where nobody's on campus you know what i mean and there's no real stipend and there's the only thing that's at the facility are peter butter putting butter jelly sandwiches and fruit snacks but that that only goes so far you know so there's no money in your pocket and you're like man i am i'm kind of hungry right and, and we're growing we're growing men and there's growing women out there that are playing in different sports and doing different things things um so some people can rely on home to hey let me uh, hey mom grandma like, dad like i need some cash and i was able to but I, a lot of my teammates and there were and my, me myself there were times where like man i am hungry i don't want to ask my parents for food so i remember shabazz napier he, he went on um went on air he played for uconn i think they won the championship and he's like man we are going like we are hungry right and i was in college around the same time and, and marcus is shaking his head like yeah i remember that too but i think after that the ncaa was like okay Let's give them stipends. Let's give them something to feed themselves. Marcus, you remember that moment? Man, that moment was like the hit or, or seeing around the world. Everyone is like, wow, college athletes don't get to eat. Like, you bring in so many money for these universities through March Madness, going to bowl games. It's like, can I get a quality snack at my facility? Like, we, <laughs> yeah. We're athletes. We're, we're supposed to be filling our bodies with that high octane, and, and we're out here eating air. Right. 
Right. What do, what do you think about so that? Brutal. What's I mean, your I've always just been, you know, especially because I know you and so many other guys, just as people, and I care so much. It's truly bothered me that what you guys put your bodies through and the amount of time that you sacrifice, that you're not able to be paid. I'm a huge proponent of paying college athletes. And, um, you know, I think that it is a, a full time job. The university is benefiting financially. And I just think that next level is not guaranteed. I mean, we've seen so many times where guys have had career ending injuries when we were doing the high school football games. Game the first week that you were broadcasting, an ambulance had to come. One guy went to the hospital. There were, I mean, guys were going down like dominoes, and those could be career-ending injuries. And so I just think, you know, for all that you guys are put through time-wise, physically, um, you know, the fact that you, you may be, you know, putting a damper on your career and money-earning opportunities moving forward, I just think it's so important that you guys are compensated because you are doing 10 times more in every category than almost any other job out there. And, you know, I just don't think people, especially on top of going through all that, shouldn't be able to not see their families not go home for the holidays. I think it really affects mental well-being as well. And I think, you know, people talk about, okay, football, and I think you find a way to pay people across the board. And, you know, I think any amount will help. Well, you know, I think we talk about, it, is it zero or you know, $500,000. There's two ends of the spectrum, but I think there's a happy medium where if we give people, you know, a, a nice chunk of, a, you know, $20,000, whatever it might be for the year, the semester. And I think that can make a huge difference in their lives. So it just gets people on their feet. Yeah. And we, and we can't work right during, during the season, right? We have classes, right? Student athlete, we have classes first. And I was an engineer major, econ made, then transition to economics. So class first and then, then football, right? So uh, football essentially is our job, right? Other kids, they can go on campus and work at the, at the, you know, lunch, you know, at a lunch spot or, or something like that breakfast spot, but we can't do that. So I think there should be some type of currency being exchanged where uh, we can pay for the necessities, pay for the minor things. And that reminds me of uh, Zion Williamson when he when he broke his shoe, Oof. right? That Nike shoe. I mean, he really like bursted out of his shoe. And like imagine if he hurt himself like extremely bad. He wouldn't have been number one. He wouldn't have been X, Y, and Z selling outs, you know, um, overselling all these jerseys in New Orleans. Like um, those things wouldn't happen. So um, I think college athletes getting compensated for something is big or whether it be life insurance, whether it be indefinite education. I mean, I mean, you know, Akeem Gonzalez, a, a great friend of ours, he always talks about these things. He's like, yo, Cam, if you get on the podcast, you have an opportunity, like, when you speak about college athletes, talk about these things. So, Marcus, describe describe what Akeem is pushing. I know you you work with Akeem a lot. Um, he, he pushes these things for college athletes a lot. Yeah, Akeem's a great individual. He really wants to see college athletes take advantage of their time and talents. He, he wants them to be able to have health care or be able to at least go back to school and actually take advantage of the education. When you have athletes, like you said, it's a full, it's it's more than a full-time job. You're putting in overtime. Like, you want to go to that league. Like, that's the ultimate dream. And if you fall short of that, there should be some kind of contingency plan from the NCAA to at least let the athlete to continue to use the resources provided by the university. Along with that, the NCAA are built on some fantastic values. There's a lot of great stories that come out of the NCAA. You have walk-ons who finally make it to the NFL. But for those people who, who slip through the cracks, the NCAA has the resources, and they should develop these types of task force to be able to elevate athletes so that they're able to be functional human beings and contribute to society rather than just slip through the cracks and it's like, here's the next class, here's the next class, and pushing them through like a herd of cattle. 
And there was a guy at Florida, I remember, I think it was during my time there, but he basically grew up like almost homeless, like his family didn't have any resources, made the team at Florida, was one of the top players. And I think someone gave, gave him gas money so that he could drive home and see his family at the holidays. And he got suspended by the NCAA. And this was finally going to be the way out for him, for his family. It was a huge opportunity. The coaches were basically crying and heartbroken when the news came down. I know I was hysterically crying and I just couldn't believe the injustice of it all and that someone who is giving so much and that this is such a great opportunity. You know, I I just think that the decisions need to be a little more subjective. There's, you know, it's so black and white and I think there's so much gray area. And like you said, a task force would be a really good idea to make sure that people can actually judge the situation or there should be, you know, an, an appeals process and say, this is what happened. And if you really, there's like a legitimate reason you're not taking advantage or cheating, I think, you know, absolutely, you know, you should be able to do those things. We're, we're treating people, like you said, like cattle instead of human beings. And there's too many already wealthy people profiting off of them. And I just think that, um, you know, it's heartbreaking to see how many people really need the help and can't get it because of the sweeping rule. Yeah. And I think, you know, unionizing could be a, a benefit for us. And like you said, um, you know, we're treated like cattle. Think about Andrew Luck, right? <laughs> like, he's a saving grace when it comes to the Colts organization. I mean... Yeah, Kim, uh, what do you think about his retirement? And Oh, man. I mean, I pay- thought it was the best co- press conference I think I've ever seen. Like, what a quality human being and, you know, someone who is really standing up for what they need. And just, you know, he, you can tell he has such a big heart and he's such a good person. Yeah, good yeah. Person, a big heart just and just a smart individual all around you can you know that from his days at Stanford and his time through the NFL and then just hearing seeing his raw emotion on that stand like just was not an easy decision and it's just understanding it's like you are actually more than an athlete that's what people really need to understand that's not just some simple moniker or hashtag that's out there that's a real thing yeah yeah I mean we are more than athletes man and they just they I mean people look at us just like hey if you're not playing on that field like I don't want anything to do with you Um, and we we describe athletes getting hurt maybe in college and um, not having an identity by the people that praised them beforehand right Um, and that's I think that's absurd so it's important with Whitney what you do is helping people build a brand Marcus helping people to build a brand and when it comes to business ideas um, what you all are doing is very important for the culture of sports uh, because we are viewed that way as just money makers or people who can they, they name their their child or their dog after but not treat as humans whenever something happens to them whenever they're peeing blood or you know their ribs are broken or something like that you know so um, there is a dehumanizing aspect to it and there has to be a, a change when it comes to these things and I think guys like LeBron James are doing a great job at, at changing that that dynamic. Uh, Serena Williams and um, showing that she is human. She could play pregnant and still kill kill the game. You know, uh, being one of the best athletes to to ever do it. So, um, thank you all for for being those uh, those staples in the game and helping athletes uh, become more than just that. Yeah, I think, you know, we can only do so much, you know, we can't change all the fans' opinions, but, you know, I think what is within our control, and that's trying to, and working with great people like you who also have that same goal and are willing to take your time and to, you know, put yourself out there to have all these different opportunities so you can be defined by who you actually are and not the sport you play, and, you know, I think, uh, you know, 
it should feel really rewarding that you can add another title to your repertoire of business captain now. Yeah, business captain, energy captain. So Whitney, it's always great to 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 lay these these thoughts, these ideas down on the track with you. It's it's almost therapeutic, right? To to get this it out to the therapy. world. This is our therapy. And, and Marcus, thank you for doing all you do, helping me with with the business, uh, helping others with ideas, right? Pro bono up front. You're like, look, like I'm about to help you out, and I want to see you succeed with nothing. And like just nothing and in the long run like right for I had, I picked you up from the airport today I was like look Marcus like it's gonna be traffic but I'm, I'm gonna be there 8 o'clock in the morning I'm gonna come get you because of the things you've done for me and it's just gonna keep stacking up on top of that so um, I, I just keep doing what you're doing and I appreciate you uh, from my heart man like it's, it helps out a lot and Whitney as well of course you already know corporate mom but you know Marcus like that it, it it's a game changer so keep doing what you're doing whatever approach you're taking um, it's 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 appreciated bro thank you this is not the last you're going to see of this team and I'm glad we could bring this full circle and I'll do an episode together thanks for joining Marcus thank you guys for having me wonderful people love you guys so much thank you much love love.